Come, Holy Spirit. Continue to give You permission, Lord, to do what You desire to do. Pray that You would make our minds and our hearts and our souls, Lord, the fertile soil of the Gospel. That Your Word may bear great fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these Scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for Your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with Thee. Blessed art Thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of Thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it. Jesus at the Last Supper says a lot of incredible things to his apostles, and tonight he's saying this one, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. And not as the world gives do I give it to you. All of our hearts have a longing for peace. Peace on so many levels, right? Exterior peace, interior peace, all these things. What is this difference that Jesus is speaking about? The peace of the world and the peace that he gives. The peace of the world in a, in a general sense is like a freedom from conflict or suffering, which, you know, pretty good deal. It's good, right? We want peace. We pray for world peace. This, this weekend, this Memorial Day weekend, we remember those in the history of our own country who, who died to ensure peace in our country that way and the freedoms that we have. But, but Jesus says that he has something different than this freedom from conflict and suffering. And also this, at times, if we, if we just think of that in general, like freedom from conflict and suffering is, is not always a good thing. There's a, there's a healthy sense of conflict that needs to be present in our life if we want to follow what the Lord asks of us. In a basic sense, I have a couple who um, kind of helped teach me, mentor me in doing some marriage prep stuff. They've been doing it for like 35 years, and they say, and they, and they use this in multiple different areas, but if in marriage, and you can say in any significant relationship, peace at any price is a cancer to intimacy. So like if basically you're just trying to avoid conflict at all costs, you will not have a genuinely intimate relationship because you're just going to be avoiding difficulty, which is impossible in any significant relationship. Like, it's going to arise. You just need to learn how to deal with it appropriately, because otherwise these walls are going up. You know, it's like I'm just avoiding conflict at all costs. I'm not talking about certain things. Walls are going up, and there's not real, true intimacy present. So that type of avoidance of conflict is, is not healthy in relationships. You think in general as well, too, like as, as Catholics, as Christians, we are called to live in a way that is countercultural in a lot of ways. And so if we're avoiding conflict at all costs, then, then many times we're going to be avoiding living the truth, proclaiming the truth, and standing up for the truth of what we believe. We, don't, we shouldn't go around looking for fights, you know, that's not the thing that, that we need to go. She's like, yeah, don't do that, right? But we also not, we have to be courageous 
and prudent and proclaiming the truth when it's important. You know, a lot of big topics continue to be present, whether it's abortion, euthanasia, you have immigration, death penalty, all of these things. And as Catholics, we need to know the truth. You just name it. You just put a hot button topic out there. We need to know the truth and have the understanding and ability to communicate in prudence and encourage when it's appropriate to do so. Not to avoid conflict at all costs there. But again, doing so with honor and respect. Also, just interiorly. Like, we can run away from interior conflict that the Lord is inviting us into. And the Holy Spirit will come and convict us of a certain sin, and we're like, ooh, okay, don't like that. Don't like it, right? So we have a choice. Do I allow the Holy Spirit to convict me, and do I wrestle with that? Do I bring that to the Lord? Or can I just rationalize? Well, you know, I know church says it's a sin, and scripture says it's a sin, but like in this particular case, and in my particular case, oh, maybe not so much, you know? And I just, I don't like the interior conflict, so I'm just going to smooth it over myself. I'm just going to rationalize it over myself. Again, it's a peace that the world gives. It's not the peace of the Holy Spirit. So what is the peace of the Holy Spirit? I mean, Jesus tells us pretty darn clearly that first and foremost, it's a gift. It's a gift. And so we can't, like this other types of peace many times, I'm trying to be in the driver's seat, right? I'm trying to control. But the peace of the Holy Spirit is pure gift. I can't control that. I need to just ask the Lord for it. I need to humble myself and get on my knees and recognize that I am not God, that I can't give this to myself, that it is a gift of grace that is given. First, like, and, and how, how, like, um, excuse me, and Jesus desires, right? Jesus desires us to have this. We don't, it's not about convincing him, Lord, please, 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 if you would, give me this peace beyond understanding. Like, I really, really need it. I really, really want it. Like, Jesus is like, no, you please, 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 please receive it. Receive it. Like, for us to cooperate. Yes, we have to cooperate with the Lord in very important ways, sometimes in difficult ways. But it's not a convincing him to do it. It is he asking us to join him with it in genuine humility. It is, as St. Paul says, a peace beyond understanding. If you've ever experienced this peace of the Holy Spirit, many times we're in a difficult situation, exteriorly, interiorly, whatever it is. I'm like, wow, normally I should be much more anxious or fearful than I, than I am. Or even in the midst of being anxious and fearful on some level, I don't know that there is this presence and this peace that is only comes from the Holy Spirit, only comes from the Lord himself. It's like living Psalm 23 that we've talked about a few weeks ago. Like, the Lord is my shepherd, therefore I shall not want. The Lord makes me to lie down in green pastures, near rushing, near refreshing waters. He leads me, renewing my soul. Even though I should walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, Lord, for you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me comfort. Even though I'm walking through a difficult situation, there is a peace beyond understanding because the Lord is my shepherd and he is present to me. 
the power and the grace of the Lord's presence. And that is it. Where does this come from? It just comes from the Lord being present to us and us being aware of that. Just being aware of God's presence in our hearts and in our souls. Many times this doesn't change our circumstances in any way. Like the circumstances are the same. My bank account doesn't change, the, you know, whatever. Like the traffic jam is not changing. My physical health may not be changing. But when I'm aware of God's presence, it changes me. One of that fruit of the peace of the Holy Spirit that is present. So how do I, how do I get this, right? We already kind of mentioned that. Ask the Lord for it. Like, Lord, come into my life. Come, Holy Spirit. Should be a prayer that just flows off of our lips all the time with great intention from the heart. Come, Holy Spirit. Like, pour into my life, renew it, and give me these fruits, part of which is that peace. And then it's just the normal things of Christian discipleship. Like, I just, I need to show up in prayer. I need to show up before the Lord reading the scriptures, putting into my mind the truth, the truth of God, because we're in the world many times there are a lot of things that are lies or confusing or twisting the truth. And if I'm just hearing that all the time and not allowing the Lord to speak into my heart the truth, then I'm going to get confused, anxious, worried. But if I spend time with him every day, more and more beginning to listen to his voice, more and more allowing power in the the presence of the Holy Spirit to move in my heart, then that peace will flow ever more deeply. I, I see, and this grows in our life. If you think of the scriptures, I love in Matthew's gospel, there are two stories of the calming of the storm at sea. And if you notice, they're different. Like the first one, Jesus is in the boat and sleeping because they needed to see him there. Like he brought them out there. Like Jesus is going to put us in positions to grow in trust. And he, so they went out, the storm, Jesus knew when he was sleeping in the boat, they woke him up like, hey man, do you care that we're perishing? And he like calms the storms. And then they begin to believe in him more. And then the next time he's like, hey, go in the boat by yourself. And the storm comes again. And like, it's the third watch of the night, it's dark. And it seems like Jesus is not there. But then he comes walking on the water. And like at this time, there's greater faith. So Peter says, hey, Lord, if that is you, call me to walk out on the water. You see the increase of their faith as they've walked with the Lord they walk with him same thing for us like more and more as we walk with him there's an increase of faith an increase of an awareness of this peace beyond understanding a huge thing is repentance of our sin like big deal right when i when i and particularly we we know that we're sinners like it's pretty clear we know this we realize this and we just kind of try to hide that that's an anxious thing i'm just hiding it Uh. but if i come before the lord and I offer that to him in humility and trust, and I receive his mercy, then there's no greater thing and amount of peace that comes into our hearts when we know that we're forgiven by the infinite mercy of God. If it's been a while since you've been to confession, come on down. Free mercy. Beautiful. I would also offer in our, in our prayers, right, spending time before the Lord in adoration has been recently where people have come to me again consistently like, Lord, Father, you know, is this spending more time in adoration? And again, the circumstances of my life have not changed, but there's a greater peace. 
from just being in the Lord's presence. Spending time in the Eucharistic presence of Christ in the tabernacle, adoration. We have here Christ the King, other places in, in Baton Rouge. If we go before him, being in the Lord's presence, we can't help but to begin to just allow the fears and the anxieties to, to wash away by the presence and the peace of Christ. And the last thing is serve others, right? If we're constantly turned into ourselves, if we're constantly turned in on ourselves in an anxious place to live. I'm just worried about me all the time. But if I begin to give, give in, in tangible ways how the Lord has blessed me and give to others, especially those most in need, that opens up more space in my life for the Lord to move. And what follows with that is peace. Today, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Should be something that you already have memorized. Because we priest says it at every single Mass. An imitation of Jesus at the Last Supper. Jesus is saying at the Last Supper, we're here participating in that same reality. Peace I leave with you. My peace. I give to you. It's a matter of us to receive it from the Lord, to live in a way in which we're open to that, cultivating it in our life. I've told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. 